You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a wealth cap holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Here are your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. All right. Devin, how we doing? I am so good. What's up, everybody? Man, what a great day. What a great time to be alive and be of service. We got Eli, Bob, Katie, Pablo, Thomas uh, here on the webinar. So um, I don't know what Devin has told you, but today we're going to be going over soup to nuts, a piece of real estate. As Devin would say, it is a cute piece of real estate. <laughs> um, true story. One time we were, uh, we had this property in Kansas City and we got it back and she didn't like the kitchen. The buyer had already closed on it. They had already, or they had already signed the contract. They were ready to go. And Devin threw a fit, a massive fit. It was the, I did. the, the best kind of fit, actually. I loved it. <laughs> She's like this. And she's like, I'm not selling this house. It looks for us. There's a red sink in the kitchen. We're like, uh, but the sink works. She's like, nope, not going to do it. So she spent an extra couple thousand dollars of uh, our money and we got it fixed. It, it's true. Our our properties are some of the best looking properties uh, that you can find from any of our providers. And a lot of that comes from Devin. So thank you very much, Devin. For You're welcome, guys. Holding those standards. All right. Uh, I'm going to make my way through this and hopefully we'll we'll do this showcase for about 15 minutes. Um, if you have ever wanted to be in real estate or thought about getting into real estate or ever imagined or dreamed of a future where you could be in real estate, please throw a yes in the chat because um, I want to see what's going on. I want to see if you guys are here just like just hanging out with a beer or something or if this is actually applicable for you. Um, how many of you have thought, man, it would be amazing for me to build a portfolio of income real estate so that I could start building income streams that I don't have to work for? Yes or no? Got a couple people on Zoom saying yes. Eli's already in. Yeah. Eli's saying yes, he's already in. Never had the backbone to actually do it. Bob, that's okay. There's a lot of things that could be scary. Uh, hopefully, the training that we're going to start doing consistently here is going to help with the nerves on that real estate done the right way is the safest, most rewarding investment vehicle class. I think it in the world, I don't think there's anything that can touch it to be real honest with you. Uh, and I've seen just about all of the options. We got some people in the portfolio builders group who are masterful uh, stock traders, wall street, actually just seeing Jason comment right now. I know he knows his stuff with uh, shorting options, putts, futures. But when it comes to an entrepreneurial investment vehicle, I don't think there's anything easier, anything safer, or anything with higher upside than real estate. So you're in the right place. And uh, if you don't know, and Devin, just for the record, you don't have to go into this spiel every time. It's just my first time presenting here. So I want to give people backgrounds. If you don't know, Chris and I created WealthCap because we needed a place to store our money. We are the definition of risk averse you can ask devin you can ask yep. streets you can ask anybody on our team we are the definition of paranoid and so we had to create a system for ourselves i grew up in real estate but i didn't i don't necessarily like or or respect the way it was done when i was in the game 
Chris grew up in the mortgage side, but we had, we've worked, you know, how many of you work really hard for your money and then you don't know what to do with it? You could spend it, but that's not really going to take care of you long term. So we created Wealth Gap really so that we could take care of our own money. It had nothing to do with clients. Sorry. Just being real <laughs> with you. Uh, we did not create Wealth Gap for you. Um, and I'm just being honest about that because. I think it's important for you to know who you're learning from. Wealth Cap was not some grand vision where me and Chris are like, we can help a lot of people. No, we were, we were trying to help ourselves first and foremost. No other marketing person will tell you that, but I'm just being real honest and it, it's as real as it gets. We had to find something to do with the millions and millions of dollars in cash spinning off of our businesses. And to be honest, once we, once we built it, I wish we would have started earlier. And our clients, a guy named Alric, found out what we were doing. Uh, many of you have seen Alric around and um, Ryan Steenberg, these, these guys and girls in our clientele and other businesses were like, what are you guys doing? And then WealthCat became about an opportunity to help other people. So now we purchase anywhere from five, 10, 12 houses a month and we keep a percentage and we flip a percentage. So I'm going to go through a showcase for you today. What's up, Avi? Good to see you on here. Chris Robinette, my main man. Good to see you on here. And then we'll get questions at the end. Sound good? Yep. All right. 1835 Clay, St. Joe, Missouri. So Devin will tell you um, a lot. So we're in four markets right now. Kansas City, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, Birmingham, Alabama, and Branson, Missouri. But we're really in the suburbs. So we're not actually inside of, you know, we're not, St. Joe is a suburb. So there's all these suburbs in the, in the different cities that fit our criteria. Um, and so this particular house is in St. Joe, which is a suburb of Kansas City, Missouri. 1,800 square feet. Somebody type in the chat, 1,800. Give me a little bit of feedback. I'm pretty high maintenance. You're going to have to talk to me. Or I'm just going <laughs> to stare at you. 1,800. That's it. 1,800 square feet, three bedrooms, $102,000 purchase price, and $1,000 per month in Rent. I'm going to show you what all of this means here in a sec, but I do want to tell you, here's, you know, we go out, we find these properties. We have a guy on our team. His name is Taylor. It's a great name. You know, <laughs> he just lucked out. It's not me. It's a guy named Taylor Streetmatter. And uh, he's the acquisitions director of Wealth Gap. And he goes and he pulls in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of properties from people who, people who are on the MLS, people who aren't on the MLS, pre-MLS and He'll negotiate with them and he'll, he'll, he'll work out the numbers. And we buy these deals that are uh, kind of crap. Would you agree with that, Devin? Like, but yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, yeah. they're, they're busted looking <laughs> usually. They're and not structurally. Cute. They're, they're not, not cute. cute. No. So we'll go out and we'll find them. We'll negotiate them. And a lot of times they don't really look that good. Uh, many of you, maybe you saw when we were in Charlotte, this was two months ago before the whole world locked down, but, uh, walking through this property in Charlotte, it was just nasty, just nasty. I mean, look at the ceilings on this, the carpet, the outside is nasty. It's like, man, I don't, I don't know why they didn't do anything, but, but it's good for us because we can negotiate the prices of these houses down to what we want them to look like. So, I mean, let me do a pop quiz real quick. For those watching, would you want to live in this house? Yes or no? Now, just be honest with me. 
Just tell me the truth. Nope. Nope. Eli's like, nope. <laughs> no. And that's this, the problem. Go ahead. No, this polyester curtains hurt my feelings. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's hard to look at. So you don't want to live the, in, in this house. Devin, you don't want to live in this house, right? No. Well, that's the problem because people genuinely don't want to live in the house either. And so what you have is you have this wonderful term that we can go in and we can get this house under value. Somebody say under value. Type it in. Give me a little of feedback. Under value. This is what you want. You want to have properties that look disgusting and that nobody wants to live in. And to somebody who's not experienced, they don't necessarily see the value here. So you can pick it up under value. We pick it up. We send our crews out. These are investors' favorite pictures, by the way. Um, Devin collects these from the team who's in the field. And we just tear it up. We go in, tear it up. Sometimes we uh, pull the walls down. Sometimes we do a little foundation work. Sometimes, you know, simple cosmetics. Sometimes we, like in Devin's case, if she has, if she gets a hold of it, we replace the entire kitchen seven times. <laughs> just um, once. <laughs> yeah, just once. And so we go in and we we do all of this work. And I'm going to show you the rehab list on this particular property. Um, in fact, you tell me, would you like to see the rehab list on this property? Yes or no? I can show it to you, but I also want to make sure we have time for Q&A at the end. Uh, I have it. I have it in the slides so I can show it to you. But a lot of times, if you are running a business or you are an executive or a salesperson or you're busy, like most of us are, you don't want to be the person going out into this house, tearing it up. You don't want to be the person managing this. You don't want to have to hire contractors, keep them accountable, fire them, et cetera. So we, we do all that for you. So we take a house, looks like this, nasty, uncute, not cute, all right? Not cute. The polyester curtains, whatever. We send our team out and they renovate this property from the ground up. We'll do electrical, we'll do plumbing, whatever we need to do. And then we turn it into something cute, something beautiful. Ta-da! So let me ask you a question based on the pictures on the screen. Would you be okay with living in this house? looking like this yes so look at the difference between what was there and what was before bob says what's the purchase to what's the yeah rent to rent to purchase yeah one percent usually um devin was this the same stove or no you remember uh yeah i think it was when we acquired that one it looked like somebody had started the rehab on the kitchen and then they quit uh so like the backsplash was new the kitchen appliances were new the cabinets had brand new paint um and we see that like often where somebody maybe starts a rehab and they run out of money they didn't plan it right they weren't expecting you know the stuff that pops up so the kitchen yeah. the kitchen had been started we just finished it right yeah 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 so Here's the rehab list. Paint, foundation, and concrete. Repaired the steps. Did the landscaping. Painted the two exterior doors. Interior. Built a new bathroom. <laughs> Sounds fun. How many of you just want to wake up and build a new bathroom? Thank God for uh, talented Casey. people who can do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, demolition upstairs and downstairs, replace the blinds, renovate the upstairs bath, vanity top, and the toilet, eliminate the floors, paint the basement, ceilings, walls, and garage, install a new dishwasher, repair damaged singles. That's another thing to think about is, as oftentimes we're actually acquiring, like I said, wealth gap is primarily, we want, me and Devin fight all the time for houses and people think it's a joke. It's not a joke. I let her compete with me because she likes it, but all these houses are mine. Just let's just first and foremost, I want all of them. I don't want to sell them. I don't want to get rid of them. I like all the houses, Devin, true or false. True. I pretty much want everything. You do. Well, what happens is a lot of times we'll overbuy in one market and it's like, you know, we've got 17 houses in Kansas city and then Birmingham's got some good deals. And so we'll end up arbitraging back and forth between markets and we go in and we do all of these things. So what, what does that mean? You're like, Taylor, why are you telling me this? Well, it really helps to understand that when we go through and we begin our rehab list, we are rehabbing for really, we're rehabbing for ourselves. We don't want to pay for a new roof in three years. We're assuming that every house we buy, we're going to keep. So what does that mean? That means most things are renovated for long-term. So if there's stuff wrong with the roof, we're going to replace things that need to be replaced. What, what you have with a lot of turnkey companies, and this is just being real, spitting fiery truth right now because I worked in turnkey, is you've got a lot of people and the only reason they buy is because they're going to flip it, sell it, and get out. Well, what that does is it actually allows them to cut corners because they know that all they need to do is put some lipstick on it, some new carpet and tell the investor that it's good. But for us, we really build a complete rehab schedule because the idea here is that we're going to hang on to it. And how many of you know, if I'm using my money to go buy a house, I don't want to have to renovate it every six months. True. True. Absolutely. So we're doing a full rehab on these properties. Uh, we'll, do inspections, we pull the permits, we do everything that we need to do. So when properties come available, Devin sells them in like four hours, legitimately. There's yeah. a waiting list. She sells them quick because most of the time these houses are not for sale. They're not, they're not, we're not trying to build up, we're not trying to build up these amazing investments that give them all away. That that defeats the point point of wealth gap. So there's nothing in the world like wealth gap. There's no, there's no company in the world literally that makes these types of deals available uh, due to the idea that they're really supposed to be for us. And I hope I'm making sense and I don't want to ramble on too far. Uh, Devin, anything you would add to that? No, not at all. I mean, that's, that's absolutely right. I tell people every day, you know, if it was up to Taylor, we would keep all of the houses. Um, so yeah, investors are, are learning that, you don't get too long to really think about it um, because there's there are other people who know how rare our deals are and they're ready to to snatch them up or you'll snatch it back and then which I have it. done yeah so and and there's a couple people on this call right now Eli not just calling him out I'm just saying one of them is Eli where I would buy his house back from him right now if yeah. he wanted to give it back to me because when we sold the house we were, like I said, arbitraging into another market. And so we were like, let's let one go in Kansas City so we can pick up another in Alabama. But now, dude, I mean, Eli's house is stupid. Like I'll take it, it back. I'll buy it back right now. Um, so it's just a unique thing. Like it's a unique thing and you are in the know by being here. It looks like Eli might've dipped out because he's not responding. I'm calling the boy out. Oh, there he is, there he is. Okay. <laughs> so all of this, 
all of this, we go in and we take the house from this. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to live here. To this, we're able to put renters in this house really damn fast because nobody wants this. Everybody wants this, right? Everybody, this is a beautiful piece of property to live in, to raise a family in. It's in a great state. It's in a great city, great zip code. And uh, you can rest assured that all of our properties have a similar quality control to them. There's a guy named Casey on our team who is phenomenal and he really manages this process end to end for you. So how many of you would like to go into the actual numbers of this deal? Yeah, Taylor looks cute. Thank you, Devin, for making it cute. But how many of you want to see the numbers behind why this house is such a good investment? I'm talking cash on cash, leverage, appreciation, all of the things. If you would like to see the numbers, say, Taylor's the best. Come on, just give it to me. Just give it to me. You know I'm going to get it anyways. They all want to see your numbers, Taylor. Greg says, no, nah, I can't do it. Can't do it. It's okay. I respect your resolve. I definitely respect your, your resolve. All right, so here we go. Um, I'm going to stop this, and I'm going to share a new screen for you. Let me know if you guys can see this. Should be a Google Chrome window. Okay. So when people go under contract, Eli, you'll remember this. Um, Alaric, you'll remember this. I just don't know who else in this cause has, has invested in properties from us. You're, you'll get, a, you'll get a, a buyer's folder, essentially, with the rehab list, the pictures. Look inside here. There's the before inspection, professional, during. And then you get kind of all of the different things that go into making sure that your investment is, is protected and it's safe. It's, it's really cool. You get to see the whole process. And it's, it's a lot of fun. But here are the numbers on this, and I'm just going to blow it up a little bit and walk you through this step by step, okay? So here's the buyer's guide. How many square feet? Pop quiz right here. How many? 1,800. 1,800. 1,800. Market value. First, you get an appraisal, okay? So, you know, this is actually an interesting scenario because um, Devin informed me that we actually lowered the price on this one because yeah. of the appraisal, correct? Yeah. So yeah, here's the thing. Correct. People need to understand this. And maybe Debbie, you can talk about this for just a second. You know, when you, when you go into buy something, you're really kind of protected by some third party out going out to the house and saying, yep, this house is worth what you're buying it for. You know? Absolutely. What was the price on this before? Um, our original projection for the ARV was going to be 112,000. Um, so we were, we were going to sell it for 107. Um, you know, when we can, I like to give the investor the best deal possible without, you know, without you murdering me. Um, <laughs> so we were going to, we were going to do 107, but then the appraisal actually came back a little low. It came back at 102. Um, so of course we're going to honor the, the price of the appraisal. A lender is not going to loan more on a house than what it's worth. So we made an adjustment to, uh, to the sale price, which then actually made the returns go up for the investor. Cause the rent didn't, the rent doesn't fluctuate, even if the appraisal right. fluctuates a few thousand bucks. So how does that make you feel? Just if you're on this call and you're listening to this. How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel safe, good, better, worse? This has actually happened. And this is, uh, is this house already under contract? It's sold. 
oh, this house is gone. It's sold. Yeah. Um, how did the investor feel that we were, were like, man, we're going to honor that. We're going to lower the price. How did they feel when you told them that? Oh, he was excited. His returns went up. <laughs> His returns went up. So I just was- think, I think back to the first time that we, uh, I'm not even going to get into it, but I'll just say this. Not everyone is this way. Not everyone does business this way. And if you don't have any experience in the real estate game, you, you're just going to have to take my word for it or take Devin's word for it or, or anyone on our team. But it doesn't always happen this way. For us, the relationship is really important. For us, the doing the right thing is really important. So that's really cool. I think it's cool. If I were, you know, if I didn't own the company, I know that I would be treated, even though I'm not, even as not an owner, I know I'd be treated the right way by buying from us, which is exceptional. It's exceptional. Totally. All right. So $102,000 purchase price using leverage and Devin can connect you with, uh, with lenders. Some people end up buying cash and then they finance out after you can actually get a better deal if you do it that way, which hint, hint is actually wealth cap secret because we buy everything in cash and then we finance out later. Um, Mm -hmm. but let's say you use leverage from the beginning. My first house I ever bought, I used leverage. I didn't buy it in cash because I didn't really understand the game and I wanted to make sure that I was protected. So there's nothing wrong with that. Down payment on this is what? Pop quiz, can you see the screen, my friends? What is the down payment on this? 20,000, Greg wins the price. 20,400, 20.4K. All right, so down payment of 20,400, closing fees, 3,000 is an estimate. So initial cash invested on this property, $23,400, $23,400. So you take, you know, all of us are busy. All of us are earning an income. You're depositing money into your bank account. And I've got a fantastic training, by the way, that's coming up on this, but you take $23,400 of your cash and you invest this into a piece of real estate that is worth $102,000. You invest $23,400 into a piece of real estate that's worth $102,000 and you don't have to pay for the difference. Does that sound like a good deal? Yes. Someone else is going (laughs) to pay it for you. Somebody asked me to zoom in. Yeah, it's a very good deal. It's ridiculous. And, And this is why it's so ridiculous when we talk to people and they're like, yeah, I'm sitting on 300 grand in cash. Like, well, unless you unless you have a payroll of, of 300K a month, that doesn't make a lot of sense because you can invest money into something like this. It's going to grow in value. Someone else is going to pay the rest of it off. Anyways, I'm digressing. Let's go through the rest of this property. Monthly rent rate, we estimated this to be one to 1100. It's a thousand bucks a month. Now, when you get a buyer's guide to look at, anytime you talk to Devin and she has houses for sale or, or available in inventory, she's going to send you something that looks just like this. So it's really good to learn how to, how to read this. This blue thing right here, this vacancy is an estimate. We are just estimating, we're estimating that around 8% of the year is going to be vacant or 8% of the rental rate. Now, this is industry standard across the United States of America. This is based on years and years of clinical research, honestly, and experience. Um, we, we can get into that later. But what we're doing is we're estimating that the operating income here is going to be $920. Because we're going to take $1,000, we're going to guesstimate out $80, and that leaves you $920. I'll get back to that in, in a second. Mortgage payment on this, 
for a loan value of 81,600. If you're wondering where I got that, I'm just taking the purchase price and I'm subtracting the down payment. So an 81,000 loan is gonna have a monthly cost of $476.20. Pop quiz, who is paying for that monthly mortgage payment? This is where it gets good. Yes, you're right. The, the renters, the tenants are paying for it because they're paying $1,000 a month to live here in this beautiful house that's been renovated up to code, all the permits pulled. Everything is good and pretty and cute and sustainable. And they're paying to live here. And out of that $1,000, you pay the $476. So they're paying for it. You got property taxes. You have insurance. Because how many of you know if the house burns down, you want to get paid for that investment? Pretty good idea, right? You got insurance. And then you've got management. How many of you want to get a call at 1130 at night because the tenant wants a new doorknob? Nobody. Nope. Nobody? Come on. It's fun. It's fun. No, you don't want that. You want somebody to do that for you because you're an investor. You're an investor. You want to own the property. You want to collect the rent. You want to do nothing else. You want to let your property appreciate. You want to make sure, yeah, make sure your renters are happy, but you don't want to be that person. So you're going to pay a little bit for management, which leaves you operating expenses of $539 per month. So when it, when push comes to shove and everything's done, you're getting paid 1000 and you end up spending 539, which leaves you a cash flow of $381 per month. Pablo says 8% admin fee is low. Uh, no, it's not. It's not low. I don't know how many houses you have, but it's not. Typical 7 to 10, unless you're in vacation properties, then that's 17 to 20. I mean, I don't know. Devin, do you think that that's low? Well, <clears throat> Most, I mean, most management companies do charge 10% and we're getting a, a slightly better rate because we're providing a lot of volume. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're getting the better end of the spectrum for sure, but we, we have the volume. Huh. Huh. It's almost like we know what we're doing. Crazy. Huh. So weird. <laughs> so weird. On three properties on Airbnb. Yeah. Airbnb is a vacation property and that's too high, bro. We're on, we have we have 20 Airbnb properties and we're like 17%. So 20 to 25 is still too high. And I don't know who you're using. Devin has a lot of experience in vacation properties. Um, mm -hmm. She loves uh, Evolve and some different things. So maybe Pablo, maybe you should, you could ask Devin to help you and she could maybe put together yeah. some, some good insight. Totally. All right. Back to this net operating income of $381 per month. This is, by the way, this, Pablo brings up a great point. This is not an Airbnb. So this is not a, a short-term rental. This is a long-term rental. And vacation rentals are totally different economics. So all the economics change and are different. So uh, to Pablo's point, she's correct. 8% is low if comparing to vacation rentals. $381 per month, okay? Now, here's the thing on this that's so crucial is you're getting paid three different ways. Anybody want to take a guess at what those three different ways are? Michael Tyndall's ding, 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 correct. Cash flow, equity, and appreciation. Cash flow, equity, and appreciation. What I mean by that is cash flow is this right here, the 381 bucks per month. All right. You're not going to get rich on 381 bucks per month. Okay. You're just not. 
But the point is you're, you've got to compare to the right things. You don't want to compare 381 bucks a month to going out and working. You want to compare that 381 by the 23,000 invested versus that 23,000 put in a bank account, which is not going to earn you $381 a month. Nowhere close. Nowhere close. It's going to make, it's going to make you like $4 a month, realistically. So you've got the cash flow, but then this right here, this debt pay down, okay? This is the renter paying down your debt to the tune of $85 per month. And then you own the property in 25 years, 30 years, and you didn't have to pay for any of it. Your, your renter paid for all of it. Pretty good gig. And then you've also got appreciation. We lowball the crap out of appreciation. There, there's no way that this market is just going to appreciate 3%. But in my mind, it's better to set it low than it is to set it high and be disappointed. That is across the board. So this house, you know, over the next three, four, five years, you know, you're probably going to build up five to 600 bucks a month in appreciation. And then if you sell this house down the road, here's this five-year value here. If you sold this house in five years, you would profit $43,000 because the value of the house would be $117,300. All right. So this brings you to the returns at the bottom. And we're going to get back. We're going to do some questions. The return on this 23% year one estimated returns with vacancy. This is what people got to look at with vacancy is almost 20%. Good luck on this in the stock market. Good luck. Cash return year over year, 23.64%. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. What do you think, Devin? Good house? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, also, the tax, tax benefits. You yep. get to take depreciation on investment property, which you can't do on like your primary residence. So there's actually four ways that you're making money. Well, three ways you're making money, one way you're saving money. So right. four buckets. Yep. Cool. So what does WealthCap do? Well, WealthCap does all the hard work, everything. We find the house, negotiate the price, rehab the house with our contractors, connect you with the lender. We market the finished property. We screen the tenants, sign the tenants, help you manage the relationship with the tenants. And the benefits for you is, you know, you're going to get the cash on cash returns. You're going to get the equity value appreciation. There it is. Devin's saying number four, she's correct. Tax write-off without sacrificing income. You got to work with the CPA to do that. And instead of having to negotiate the prices, hire the contractors, design the proper rehabs, front the money, checking on the contractors, firing the contractors, pulling the electrical permits, finalizing appraisals, marketing for attendance. Oh my God, I'm exhausted just saying it. I'm exhausted going through the list. You're able to just enjoy the benefits of a wonderful house underneath market value with the tenant renter already in the property. And I always say, you know, the best time to do this is, is actually yesterday, 10 years ago. The best time to plant a tree is like 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Just look at how this stuff stacks up. There's a lot of entrepreneurs who are like 381 bucks a month. That's nothing. I made $700,000 last year in YouTube ads. Well, it's, it's different. This is totally different. You, you, you consistently acquire new assets over year one, two, three, four, and five. And you can be in a position really quickly where you've got a portfolio, you know, $2 million, one and a half, $3 million. And you're starting to build this income that doesn't require your effort. And that's the key here. You want to store and multiply your wealth, store and multiply your wealth so that over time, you're able to eventually pull out more money from your assets than you are from your time. And that is the goal. So once again, here's just a final picture. 
Uh, if you want to get on the wait list, you can do so at the link on your screen, wealthcapholdings.com slash waitlist. We don't have any inventory right now, but we, whenever we do, we will, uh, we'll send you a message. You got to get on the phone with Devin. Devin, anything to say? And while you're saying it, if you guys have questions, please throw them in the chat because that's what we are here for on Facebook and on Zoom. And we can handle any questions that you want us to answer. Devin, anything you got? Um, well, I did see a couple questions pop up. Um, Greg wanted to know a little bit about the home warranty and and what that covers. Basically, that covers like major systems um, so that during the first year, if you have a, you know, a plumbing backup or something go out with one of the appliances, the home warranty will cover that for you. Um, really helps to mitigate any unexpected maintenance costs. And then, okay. Uh, another question. Uh, do you ever hold back some funds for other expectations like vacancy and capital expenditures? So what we recommend for most people is whatever your positive cash flow is for say, you know, 12 months, just set that aside. So then you have a buffer for pretty much anything that could happen, whether it was vacancy or if there was an unexpected uh, maintenance. Um, but if you, if you hedge for that and just set it aside, then you don't have to worry really ever about when those unexpected expenses might pop up. Um, okay, is WealthCap the property manager or do you farm that out? So we, we do have partnerships in the markets that we're in. Um, they're the same property managers that are managing our portfolio, which is how you guys get the benefit of the volume that we're doing. Um, to get some negotiated rates. Where do I get more info on paying cash and then doing- All right, let, let, hold on. let's back up real fast. So a couple points on that. Um, we do have people on our team as well that people will, like our clients can coordinate with um, in terms of the property management, the management piece, things like that. Michael's saying, just sorry to interrupt, but there's another question about property management. Can we go ahead and hit that real fast, Devin? Yeah. Did I miss um, it? No, there's just, there's two different places where questions are coming in. Uh, and gotcha. this one's about management as well. So the way we, we try to do it is we have someone on our team who really, who handles the management for us. And then you get access to that feature as well. Although we're not technically the wealth gap's not technically the person who's going out to the house and fixing things will help you coordinate so that you have one or two points of contact rather than having 12 points of contact. Michael says, if the original tenant leaves, does the management fee include replacement of the tenant or is there a commission on top of that? That's a great question, Devin. How does that process work? Um, yeah, so there is a lease fee whenever a tenant needs to be needs to be replaced or the property needs to be, you know, reoccupied. Um, depending on the market, the fee is usually one half to one month's rent. Um, for finding the tenant, screening the tenant, writing the documents and getting them in place. But in a lot of the markets that we're in, being a little bit more, you know, suburban, the tenants don't tend to be very transient. So it's highly unlikely that you'll have turnover annually. Most tenants in these markets do tend to stay for a few years. It's great. All right. Yeah. You can keep going, Devin. Thank you. Okay. Um, I'm looking for some more questions. Okay. Somebody else, Nathan has a question about where do I get more info on paying cash and then doing a cash out refi? Um, so I know someone. 
yeah, I know. Devin, Devin. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy to to talk with you, Nathan, um, in a little bit more detail about like what the benefits of that are and and how to go about it. Um, so shoot me a message, and we can jump on a Zoom soon and kind of go over, um, you know, what that would look like. Or is there a calendar link after this waiting list? Yeah, there is. There is absolutely. Um, if you go to the wealthcapholdings.com backslash waitlist, it'll there's a little form. Who are you? And then after that, it'll take you straight to my calendar to book a time when we can do a one-on-one and you know really answer your specific questions. Yep, yep, yep. All right, here's another question for you. Um, can you use? Can we use our own lenders? Yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And then when. WealthCap presents the numbers. Are we using worst case scenarios or averages? Worst. Chris and Taylor are super risk adverse. So, you know, and just like Taylor said at the beginning, when we're looking at a house, we're planning on keeping it from, from the get-go. So we want to know, is this asset worth investing our, our time and money into? Given if we had, you know, the lower end of the rent range and we got the you know, not the most favorable loan terms, is this still an asset that we would want to hold? And if the answer is yes, then we move forward. And that's what we base our projections on. Um, it can always get better, but we want to know what is, what's the worst case scenario? Does this still make sense? Yep, 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 yep. All right, here's another question. Is the bank loan decision purely based on the rental income or does the buyer need to demonstrate certain credit score, income flow, residency, et cetera? A lot of that will depend on the type of loan and the type of lender. So there's many different kinds of loans out there. There's a traditional investment loan, which is going to be based on your, your income, your debt to income, your credit score. Um, then there's some other like commercial financing or what would be called a, a non-qualified mortgage product. product. Uh, some of those might be more based on the cash flow of the deal, but they'll have different terms. Um, and again, if that's something that you have questions about, um, I'm available to, to help answer your questions about financing and what might be the best financing options for you specifically, because um, everybody's different. Not everybody sits in this, fits in the same bucket. So there's lots of different options out there. Great. Last question that I see, if anybody has anything else, um, throw it in here. And while I'm answering this question, just let me know if this has been valuable and educational for you. And if it's something you would like to see continue on with different houses, obviously. Um, here's the last question though, that I see right now. looks like another one popped up on Facebook. Bob says, how did you determine these markets, specific neighborhoods? How is competition in those markets? And just to tag onto that, we have another market that's popping up as a potential Devin, I'll let you speak to this first, um, since you're just a lot more boots on the grounds, but what would you say to that? The reasons why we're in those markets, um, yep. because those are the markets where we can get the returns that we want. It's, it's easier for us to build a team in a market that works than to try to force a square peg in a round hole, like by trying to make it work. <clears throat> in a market where the property taxes are high or the purchase prices are too high and it just, it doesn't work. We can't do what we do in Nashville, for example, um, because of prices and taxes. It, it just won't work. True. Very true. All right. 
that is all I see. Devin, any parting words of wisdom for the crew? I don't, I don't think so. I, it seems like everybody's enjoyed it and we got some great questions. Um, a couple people want to know how to get in contact with me. So visit the link wealthcapholdings.com backslash waitlist um, and book a time on my calendar. <clears throat> or, you know, you can also send me a private message and then we can we can find a time to jump on a call. They want to know the new market and we're not saying anything. So oh. good luck on that. That's for us to know. I need to find out. All right, everybody. Adios. Talk soon. See ya. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate, even without experience in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.